Hey everyone, welcome to Origin Gate's daily podcast, Wisdom's Echo. I'm Rick Nevenace, and it's so good to be back with you. In today's podcast, I would like to talk about breath. Now, I'm not just referring to breath as in the air we breathe to survive. I'm talking about breath that was designed to create. Now, a couple of years ago, Ian made a statement at a conference. And within that statement, it really began to challenge me, but also lead me on a journey of expanding my knowledge regarding the topic of breath. But Ian said this, uh, through a conversation that he had with Yahweh, Yahweh said to him, Ian, do you live to breathe or do you breathe to live? Now, when I heard that, I was like, what? Like, say it again. It seems so simple, but there is such a depth uh, within that statement. And that's the journey that I began to unfold within my life regarding breath. Do you live to breathe or do you breathe to live. So, for some of you that might not know, I enjoy free diving. Free diving, in a nutshell, is being positioned in a large body of water, which is relatively deep, and with one breath, you begin to descend. Now, there are no oxygen tanks, so it's you with the breath you've taken, and as you begin to descend, you engage with your body. It puts you into a place of lowering your heart rate and feeling your body go through the process of, of expanding your capacity in who you are and you push those limitations regarding how long you can engage with the breath that you've taken before you feel the urge and then you make your way back to the surface and then you take that breath when you get there. It's amazing. And I love it because it, it is something that has allowed me to engage with my body and go through all of these processes. So um, one of the, the, the things that I do is practicing my breath hold and keeping in mind the statement that Ian made a couple of years ago that challenged me but yet inspired me to know more. I was laying on my couch um, and I was just engaging with my breath hold. And I've got an app on my phone that records the, the time. It's like a stopwatch. And I take the breath, hold it, and I hold it for as long as I can. And when you feel the urge, you make a note of it because that's how you begin to expand your, your breath hold is by, by pushing those limitations. So anyway, um, now going through the, the process of um, holding my breath and, and engaging with it. And this particular evening, I was just laying in, and I was just you know engaging with the breath and breathing out and breathing in, breathing out, preparing for the breath hold. And as I took the, the third breath, which is now my breath hold, I took the breath, but there was something different about this breath that I took. And as I took this breath, I held it and I began to engage with my body, but my body felt different. I 
can't put words to it, but it was it was amazing. So as I'm going through this process now, I'm engaging with my heart rate because you know you want to lower it as you are engaging because the 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 lower beats per minute is the longer breath you can hold. So I'm fully aware of what's happening, but every heartbeat is releasing these atoms that I can feel and see, which I've never been able to do prior to this breath that I now I'm talking to you guys about. So I'm um, I'm engaging with all of this and seeing what is happening, but it was interesting because every beat that my heart was producing, it was releasing or creating these atoms within my body that I could feel and see, but yet it was it was releasing life, <laughs> which I know, but it's different anyway. I'm going to get to the point. Um, so I'm just going through this process and you know holding my breath, fully aware that I'm holding my breath, understanding that the the stopwatch is going, and I'm engaging with my heart, which is now at a as at a low beat per minute, but every beat is releasing, producing these atoms that are creating life within my body. So it's just awesome, man. <laughs> and uh, here I'm just going through the process. Now, you know, there's a, a certain time within the breath hold where I get to personally, where I feel the urge to breathe, and then I've got to push myself so that I can have a longer breath hold. So now within this process, I'm, you know, holding my breath and in my mind, I'm going, I'm not going to look at the stopwatch because when I do that, then your mind takes over and it's like, okay, Rick, you, you're close now. I'm going to release the urge to breathe. So I'm not looking at my stopwatch at all. I'm just engaging and, and once again, going through uh, th- this encounter where every heartbeat is releasing these atoms, creating, you know, life within me. And a period of time has now passed. And there is no urge to breathe, but I know, because I'm fully aware of what's happening, that I've held this breath for some time. So I have a glance at my stopwatch and my mind literally freaks out because I have doubled my breath hold time with no urge to breathe. I'm going, what is going on? So in that moment, my mind now catches up to what my eyes have seen. I've doubled my breath hold and all of a sudden my body just contracts and I feel this sudden urge to breathe like this. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> and I take this breath and I, oh man, it's like I come out of that place that I've been in for some time <laughs> and I come back to reality and my heart rate is up. Um, you know, <gasps> I'm just like all over the place, but fully aware that I was somewhere, and not only somewhere, but a breath that I took moments prior took me this, to this place. So there's like, you know, a part of me that's going, this is amazing. And the other part is going, why did you look at your stopwatch? <laughs> uh, so it, it, it was incredible. But when, when I began to sit on this and, you know, the, the breath that I took, the place that I was in, the heartbeat that was creating, producing these atoms that that started to produce life within me, Yahweh speaks to me. Now, remember, 
the conversation that Yahweh had with Ian, do you live to breathe or do you breathe to live, is now been sitting with me for several years. And when I come out of this encounter now, Yahweh speaks to me and he said this, he said, son, the breath you breathe was never meant to sustain life. It was meant to create life. And I went, whoa, the breath I breathe was never meant to sustain life. It was meant to create life. And this has now led me on a journey of discovering within myself what breath means. And when I go back to that encounter, I realized that I took a breath from a different realm. And when I took that breath, my body did not need the breath within creation to sustain my body because the breath that I took from a different realm began to produce life to release life. <laughs> so, oh, you know, there, there's so much that is going on within my spirit now as I'm talking about this because I believe we as a tribe, we as a people are pushing these limitations on what the law or the system under the sun and corruption has fashioned and formed through a belief in what is possible and what is impossible. And we going back to the very beginning <laughs> through encounters, through engaging with our body, understanding who we are. I mean, I've been arcing with these teachings from Ian, from Marius, from Grant, just sitting within this place of are beginning to understand who I am as a son and then pushing these limitations regarding what society or what the law under the sun and corruption has put on me and, and us as humanity. And, you know, understanding that we are from a different realm. We're from a different world. As scripture said, you know, that we are in this world, but we're not of it. So there is just so much to explore and to engage with, which I'm just loving. But um, I believe that Paul was, you know, engaging with stuff and, you know, he's been engaging with, with us as a tribe as well. And, you know, I feel personally that some of the things that Paul wrote about, he wrote from a place that he began to engage within his future, be began to see what, was unfolding, which released a hope, then came to his present reality and began to write about it. And, you know, one of the portions of scripture that I just love that arced together with the encounter I had was in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And Paul's dealing with some stuff within his tribe and his people, but he, he says this, uh, chapter 3, verse 1 of 2 Corinthians. Are we beginning to condemn ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everybody. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry. Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. 
Such confidence as this is ours through Christ before God. Not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters of stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, fading though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that condemns men is glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. And if what was fading away came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who would put a veil over his face to keep the Israelites from gazing at it while the radiance was fading away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is spirit. Ah, oh, so, you know, just to land this plane, <laughs> Um, regarding this portion of scripture I just read now, um, Paul began to speak about the importance of engaging with the Spirit. And I believe within that encounter that I had, I engaged with my spirit man that began to take his breath. And through that breath, it began to sustain life to me. That gave me the capacity now to engage with what it looks like to take that breath that created life to begin to create life around me because it is the breath that creates. So I just wanted to encourage you, uh, you know, we are, we've been challenged. <laughs> we've been um, pushed to engage with who we are as sons because you know, the time is now. The hour is now for us to behold who we are. And if we are from a different realm, as Scripture says, then we should operate from that realm. And if we operate from that realm, I can tell you now, we are going to see some, some crazy transformation that would take place within our personal bodies, our physical bodies, our carnal bodies, if you will so that we can begin to walk within creation and release and reveal the fullness of the kingdom that sits within us. So, oh, again, it's been so awesome being with you. Thank you for engaging with this, for opening up your heart to this encounter and this podcast. And I so look forward to being back with all of you once again. So have an awesome one from my house to yours. Shalom.